Welcome, friends, to Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast, where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. I am your host, Curtis Kopotic, and I am joined by my co-host, Amber Brown. And today we are talking to Ron Porter and Matt Jeffs of The Back School. Ron is the owner and CEO of The Back School, while Matt is a doctor in physical therapy, is one of the principal faculty members at The Back School. They're going to be talking a lot about how they have two different types of credentialing programs that anybody can take to increase their knowledge in becoming a specialist in learning to have better ergonomic eyes, basically learn how to do assessments as well as how to relay that information to their clients. Here's our interview with Matt and Ron. So we're grateful to have Ron and Matt on from the back school. And I just wanted you guys to let the audience know and introduce yourselves. Ron, why don't you go first? Okay. I'm actually the director and the CEO of the back school. Matt is our principal faculty, but he's also the cog that keeps our wheels turning. He's very innovative in his ideas. Matt, you've worked with us probably 10 years. Is that correct? Something like that. Okay. Uh, we actually, we have probably 12 or 13 faculty members, but Matt is at the top of the heap. He is exceptional. He just recently assisted us in introducing a new course, the Remote Ergonomic Assessment course, and uh, it's been going gangbusters. So we're, we couldn't get along without Matt. And we're going to dive into what that new course, the Remote Ergonomics Assessment Specialist course is. But Matt, give us a little background on yourself there. Well, let me lead off with Ron because uh, that cannot go unanswered. He's going to hate me for this. So let's go ahead and get it out of the way. (laughs) Perfect. I could never hate you, Matt. Well, I took my first Ron Porter course in the mid-90s when Ron was six years old, and (laughs) it stood out from the rest. There were a lot uh, in our field in physical therapy, but many of them have gone away and the back school still stands, and I was actually working full-time as the... um, on-site physical therapist for a big 1,300-employee paper plant when, out of the blue, I saw a back school course in a neighboring town and went, I was like, good gosh, Ron Porter's still around. (laughs) (laughs) He was only six when you first heard of him. How could he still be around? (laughs) He was in his mid-20s by now, and uh, it really was something like 20 years later. And I was like, you know, It's always good to update your chops. I'm going to go take the course. And I did. And he's always stood out because he has always infused humor into his content. His content is rich and deep, but it's delivered in a way I've often compared him to the late, great Andy Griffith and how Andy Griffith before the television show had a way of spinning yarns and stories. And and Ron does that in a way that the learning is not only enjoyable, but but very effective too. So there, I'll leave it at that. As far as my background goes, I made my bones, as I like to say, in the clinical world uh, for about 20 of my 30 licensed years. Um, And then I had an opportunity to work in that big 
paper plant and became their on-site physical therapist full-time, 12,000 hours, six years, developed a bunch of work injury prevention approaches. And then Ron, at that around that time, took me on and said, this is good stuff to teach. And that's where it all came from. So you're not only a professor, but you're also a client. Going yeah. back to those <laughs> hair club for men commercials. Oh man, that takes me back. <laughs> exactly. You know, most all of our instructors have come to us uh, through interactions that we have had personally with them, either in our workshops or meeting at different places. Matt certainly stood out and his skills were very unique in that they assisted us. One of the first things in developing more, I guess, practical-based training. You can give people a lot of education, but unless they are able to utilize it, then it's pretty much worthless. And so our goal has always been to make sure the people that we train have developed skills. And Matt's excellent at doing that. No, that, and that's a great point about education and being able to make sure that people can apply what they are learning. So first, Ron, I want you to talk about how the Certified Ergonomics Assessment Specialist course came to be for those that may not have heard our previous podcast with you. Uh, why don't you just catch us up and give us a quick rundown on how the Certified Ergonomic Assessment Specialist or CEAS came about? Okay, I'll try to make it quick. The, I came to work for the back school in 1981, and we did back injury prevention programs with industry. We trained other professionals, primarily physical and occupational therapists, some athletic trainers, to be able to develop back injury prevention programs. In the 90s, the federal government got involved in ergonomics they submitted a draft plan for doing developing OSHA did for developing an ergonomics program. And then in 2000, federal OSHA implemented an ergonomic standard, which was only in place for, I guess, about maybe four months, four or five months. It was implemented in November of 2000. Uh, it was repealed in March, I believe, of 2001. So the word ergonomics it was interesting. We were already running classes on training people to do ergonomics assessments at that point, but everyone wanted to, up to that point, we would have maybe 20 or 30 people in a workshop. And then after the federal standard came out in those four months, we would have three or 400 people sign up for our workshop. And unfortunately there were a lot of individuals out there that started using that word to I guess, confuse people in business and industry about what ergonomics really was. They would sell products. Uh, you may remember back belts were very popular for a period of time as a way of preventing back injuries. And so being that we had always in our professions in physical and occupational therapy and in athletic training, it is a skill-based profession. You learn information and then you demonstrate skills. And so at that point, we sat down as a business and decided that we wanted to designate something that would show that people had developed practical skills that were compliant with OSHA because OSHA is sort of the, they're the go-to as far as safety and ergonomics falls under safety. 
So we use the information from OSHA as a template for the assessment tools, and we developed the Certified Ergonomic Assessment Specialist course. At that point, the only other certification or the one that I know of that is most recognized is through a group called the BCPE, the Board of Certification in Professional Ergonomics. But their process takes several years. It's a very involved process. And there are a lot of people like myself and Matt that were really doing ergonomics. We didn't necessarily call it that. We called it the back school or injury prevention or what have you. But we were doing ergonomics and we wanted to be able to assist those people in giving evidence that they had developed skills. So Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, but out of this CEAS course and then also the recent coronavirus pandemic arose the need for the remote assessment. Is that correct? Tell us a little bit about the remote ergonomics assessment specialist, REAS course. It was something that We'd been talking about for a good couple of years at the back school. We had a uh, faculty retreat back in 2018 in Atlanta where there was a good dozen or so of us that met and we talked about our curricula and future and that sort of thing. And what had intrigued me back then was the move towards telehealth. And I'd been watching on social media lots of physical, occupational therapists and athletic trainers setting up social media chat rooms and kind of enthusiasts about telehealth. And they were doing um, a lot of talk back and forth. There was a lot of development. And I saw the potential for ergonomics. We conferred with some colleagues that along the way. We then I then brought in another specialist. Her name is Karen Finnan. She's kind of the premier telehealth physical therapy guru for the country of Australia, if you can imagine that. But she really was first and foremost in Australia. They looked to her a lot. And then you know, we'd had this sort of back and forth with it. We'd done some demos back and forth amongst our senior and principal faculty. And then coronavirus hit, and suddenly it was on the front burner. It was time to go. So we were developing this for quite a while, and and it became this urgent need. So the one thing that I valued so much from the back school was I had mentioned some of the other providers back in the 90s. I took a lot of coursework in this anywhere I could. And there were some very good ones out there, but then there were also outfits that were really using their ergonomics training, quote unquote, to get you to their location to teach you how to use their proprietary software. And I ran into that again and again, and those were expensive courses, and they frankly, they, they angered me because I didn't really learn what I was there to learn. I learned how to noodle with their software that looked like it was written on Windows 95. Well, the back school, as Ron described earlier, he basically went out and, in my opinion, the highest ethics, showed you what was already on the public domain that you could use in like CEAS1, which assessment tools are out there. Here's how you practically use them, the practical app side of it. And so we developed REAS the same way. We want to show what's already out there and to look at things a little different. We do things in a new sequence 
moments now. But in this way, we get a very effective final product and we maximize the time one-on-one when you're opposite your client on the video. You really want to maximize that time there. And so we came up with a methodology to do that. And it's all based on, like I say, information in the public domain. It's already out there. All we'd done was rearrange the sequence to make the time with the client most beneficial. So really, your your main goal with this is how to perform an ergonomic assessment remotely. Now, how are these courses related Ron, can you speak on, like, can you do each of them separately? Are they dependent upon one another? Well, our view, to be able to do a remote ergonomics assessment, people need a basic level of skills for performing, you know, the assessment itself to come up with solutions and to understand the risk factors in ergonomics. So the information that you would see on our website in regard to signing up for the REAS course is that we assume you have been through the CEAS one or have similar skills. You understand you know, the, the nuances of being able to perform an ergonomics evaluation. However, we frequently get people that have been through courses provided by other people. I know the University of North Carolina offers ergonomics training. The University of Michigan does. I've been through some of their courses. Harvard School of Public Health is another one. So if people feel they have the skills, they can certainly go through the REAS course. And then if they find they don't, there's always the opportunity before they begin to practice the remote assessments for them to go back and to learn skills in the area of, of office ergonomics or industrial manufacturing and healthcare ergonomics. We offer a lot of different courses online that are self-study. The unique thing about Matt's course is that the uh, lecture portion is conducted live through the Zoom format. We keep the classes down to a very small number so that they have the opportunity to not only listen to a lecture, which is what you would do in an online course, but they also have the opportunity to interact with the instructor. Matt just conducted one of these classes yesterday afternoon and actually, I've not been in touch with him since that, but I know that at the end of the course, there's generally, what, maybe an hour of questions, Matt? Yes. Yeah. And and we stumbled upon that and we love it. We found we really love that interactive hour. You know, our CEAS course is provided live. It's also provided online. And I really enjoy the opportunity to interact with our students when we do the live courses. <laughs> But, you know, the current climate, uh, we've had to postpone or reschedule every one of our live workshops. And the thing that has occurred is we're all working from home now, as are, you know, all of the industries in this country, and I assume pretty much around the world. There's a huge need for people to be able to provide some type of ergonomic assistance. And since we can't meet with people in person doing it remotely, is the optimum way of doing it at this point. I've personally, I've had several of my friends and family contact me. Uh, One in particular, a friend of mine that's a medical doctor here in Atlanta, he's interacting with the CDC. And so he's actually, he's developed a blog and a website on some of the information from the coronavirus issues. 
he was sitting at his dining room table with a notebook computer on top of it for eight or nine hours a day. And he says, my neck and shoulders are killing me. And I wanted to say, I'm surprised you couldn't figure this one out. But, you know, most of us focus on the job tasks. We don't really focus on the way we use our bodies to perform them, which is pretty much what Matt teaches in REAS and what we teach in the CEAS course. That's great. Sometimes the solution is right under your nose and you don't even don't even realize it. So having that extra set of eyes, especially when so many of us are working from home right now, is the perfect solution there. Pardon the interruption, but first, I'm wondering, as you've been listening to the first half of this interview, are you asking yourself, do you need an experienced ergonomic partner? Are you overwhelmed with the number of positions you have to assess and don't know where to start? Do you want to perform physical demands analyses on your positions? And are you wondering how to create post-offer testing for your new employees? Well, Fit for Work can help with our team of certified professional ergonomists. Check out our website, wellworkforce.com, and click on the Connect With Us button for more information. You talked a little bit as far as it would be good to have the CEAS already done, to have the background information for the REAS course, but who can actually sign up for these courses? Is there any other prerequisites that are required? Matt, why don't you take this one? One of the things that I love about teaching for the back school, I also teach for other outfits, but they're generally for a specific audience. With the back school, I always take an inventory at the beginning of the REAS class of who, who's out there. And I'm always thrilled by all the different people. We have risk managers. We have, I mean, building superintendents. We have HR people. We have environmental health and safety people. And it's that cross-pollination that I'm really looking for and excited about. Sometimes the questions are very similar and they'll ask about CEAS or they'll ask about a topic that's better covered in CEAS. And it's one of the reasons I'll often recommend it to to answer your question. I, I made light about the Andy Griffith comment and all, and, and it is an enjoyable way to digest the information. But Ron also delivers a ton of pearls, a ton of practical pearls. And I'll, I'll share some of them with you just so you get a sense of the wit. But he'll say, you know, never tell somebody they have an ugly baby. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. That's, that's great a good advice. One. Very good. <laughs> and what he means is you're going to see stuff that's going to make you gasp. And you can't gasp. You've got to just kind of, uh, you know, he has these nice deflection points. Like when somebody tells you they want the newest $2,000 gamer chair they saw out there, Ron's in-the-pocket responses, that's very interesting. Thank you for sharing. And that way you've acknowledged that you've heard what they said, but you didn't promise them anything. And again, that's a pearl. The same, another Ron Porter classic is don't open your mouth and let money fall out. And these are the questions that come up in our post-course hour of of back and forth. And one of the things we did with the course yesterday, Justin opened up the microphone and we also uh, give everybody the option to open up the camera if they want or not. Some do, some don't. 
but it was nice to hear voices. We had one person attending from Ireland yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. That's so fun. Yeah. So not not just cross-pollination as far as industry and occupation status, but also cross-pollination worldwide. Yes, yes. And he was asking some of the very similar questions you were about certification in the U.S. and versus Ireland. And obviously, I couldn't address Ireland, but I could explain a little bit of the history here. And that's sort of the thing. Like I say, those pearls never tell somebody they have an ugly baby. Do not open your mouth and let money fall out. Those are the sort of things that come from years of doing this. When I first started doing ergonomic evaluations, I felt like I always had to solve the problem for the individual. And I would throw out these ideas and their responses were, well, we've already tried that and three employees died. You know, and so that. <laughs> So it was obviously something that I made myself, I I decreased my credibility by doing that. And so, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, I love to talk, but I've also learned that especially in providing ergonomics assessments, it's best to listen. And Matt is awesome at teaching people listening skills. In regard to the question you had about the prerequisites or the people that attend, We frequently find we have some people that go through our trainings that never want to conduct these assessments. They just want to be knowledgeable about them when other people perform them for them or for their company. So some people want to do it. Most of them do, I believe. But there are others that are just interested. You know, ergonomics is a term now that is used everywhere. I remember a few years ago, Taco Bell sold an ergonomically correct burrito. Wow. (laughs) They said it was the right size to fit in the palm of your hand. Well, yeah, Matt and I both know everybody's got a different size palm. Anyway, I think one of the things that all of our instructors and Matt particularly is an example of is we care about the people that we train. Our business has grown over the years through word of mouth. And our goal is to make sure that word of mouth is always good. Well, and that's really what what all anybody can ask from taking a certification course. But I I really like how you guys are taking, you know, an idea that everybody knows they should be doing, but training them on how to provide that service in a way that's simple and in a way that can get people to be receptive to that information. So for industry employers out there, why is it important to seek out this type of certification, to seek out a certified professional instead of just Googling how to make their desk, at-home desk more ergonomic? What, What advantages do you think they'd get from seeking out a professional? Well, I'll jump in on that one. You know, there's, I think I touched on earlier the joy, uh, literally, I get from hearing and seeing who is attending our course. And when I see that we cross-pollinate, that just thrills me because I really think the stay-in-your-lane concept is grossly outdated. And those of us who cross-pollinate are actually the ones at a greater advantage and a greater benefit to employers. So Ron and I have had these conversations as a, as other faculty. We have a deep abiding respect and I'll, I'll even say love for our colleagues who are in the engineering world. So those who are safety engineers, environmental and health and safety managers, uh, industrial hygienists, 
they bring so much to the table and they're extremely valuable. They're, in my opinion, when you get into the industrial realm, they're, they're the experts at the environment, the workplace itself. Where we dovetail so well with them, and I think everybody on this recording can relate to this, is we're the experts with the organism, the organism itself, the organism being the human being. Circling back to your question, Curtis, you know, I think it comes back to those in industry asking themselves, what is it they want from this? What, because there's that rich stew of different type of professions that can come together, that's kind of the beauty of it. Often the thing that, that I also see in industry is they frequently ask us to come in and tailor a specific training class for their staff where Often we do what we call ergo leader training, where we take the information that we have in some of our classes and then we personalize it for the particular industry. I mentioned chicken processing. I've been in a lot of chicken plants, but paper mills, automobile manufacturing sites, you know, drag delivery. We do a lot of work. Matt and I last year did a huge project with a, I guess, wholesale food delivery company. And so often we train them to be able to be sort of our eyes and ears on the floor doing ergonomics. And then if there's a tough nut to crack, they always have us as a resource. One point Ron made, I wanted to just tag on to as far as CEAS and REAS is I kind of did something similar with REAS that I witnessed, you know, Ron doing. So the REAS one course, very similar to how he set up CEAS1. The the easiest ergonomics to dip your, your foot into the pool is office because the variables are so controllable. You have a monitor, you have a keypad, you've got a mouse and you got a chair. So it's really a good place to start and get into the process of looking for strengths, looking for opportunities, looking for strategies and just practicing that. And that's what I did with the REAS1. And I'm currently working on REAS2, again, following the format of Ron Porter, what he did with CEAS2 was then broaden it into industrial. And so there is way to do industrial as well. It involves coaching, it involves participatory ergonomics and some of the great stuff that's been done with Total Worker Health and some of the great human factors outfits out there. So we're developing that because it allows individuals to then go multi-site. I know we all share a common experience of working on site for an employer, and that's wonderful. But telehealth gives us now the opportunity to be multi-site where we could help triage somebody. Maybe it's the same employer, but at a different location. And so we're excited about that because that's going to open up vast new opportunities for those of us in our fields of ergonomics and athletic training and occupational and physical therapy and you know human resources, all the above. It's a great stepping stone with a lot of knowledge that's all very practical. And I, I think it's really exciting that you guys are have set this up and the history and knowledge that comes along with it and the resources there are, are wonderful. So I just know on behalf of Amber and I and our listeners, I uh, just want to thank you for, for your time. Well, thank you. We really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today, Amber and Curtis. Yes, thank you for having us. It's really a pleasure. 
Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, Ron and Matt make a good team together and sounds like they're having a lot of fun with teaching people about ergonomics. And I really appreciate that they're not closed minded to the, you know, oh, you as a professional, you as a safety professional, you don't get to do this. Only we get to. They want to provide practical information for everybody of every discipline so they can become better at becoming ergonomically sound experts in what to look for and not just what to look for, but how to interact with other people, which is just as important as the information is how you share that information. Yeah. And I really like the fact that just like Matt said, he's actually taken the courses and turned around now and is teaching them. And Ron seconded that with, that's the way that a lot of the instructors are at the back school. They've taken the courses, they liked what they saw, and now want to get that education out and that practical information out to others. I think that that's a great and a sound testament there. You know, it's not a program that they went in and took the course and they're like, oh gosh, this is not applicable at all type of a thing, which we, we've all had happen before. So if anybody is interested in, in looking into any of these C EAS courses or REAS course, go ahead and visit thebackschool.net. And you can find out all of that information there, including that list of people who have already gone through those courses as well. Definitely. And I just want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast, where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. Please like and subscribe wherever you listen. And to get started preventing injuries, also visit our website, wellworkforce.com. Also email Amber and I with any questions you have or comments to podcast at wellworkforce.com. And remember, prevention improves lives. 